And we're back. Fandom at, at random. Bum, ba, da, dum, bum, bum, ba, da, dum, bum. Love well, that music. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fandom at Random podcast. I am Ed at Random. I am Brian at Random. And we're back again. Party on, party on. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, this is going to be an awesome episode. Uh, unfortunately, Fandom Fright Fest is over. It is no more. But that was a lot of fun. I think we're going to make that. Yep. I don't even think. I know we're going to make that a yearly thing Frick every October. Yeah. And if you didn't catch any of it, you know, go back. Check it out. Go to fandomatrandom.com. They're all there for the taking. You can find out where to listen to us. But you know what? You probably already know about that if yeah. you're listening to this cast anyway. So thank you. Thank, thank you for the support. Thank you so much. Keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a really uh, kind of cool episode planned and I like it's this one. it's it's a genre or a I want to say a fandom we haven't given too much love to. Yeah. But I mean, without further ado, before we get into that, let's uh what do we got? We got some news to talk about, Brian? We've got news. Take it over, Ed. Let's do it. News at random. It's the news at random time. <laughs> random news. <laughs> so right off the bat, uh, we're going to keep it meta uh, and talk about ourselves a little bit. So we just went to Rhode Island Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, very cool time. Very cool time down at the Dunkin' Donuts Convention Center. Uh, it totally wasn't that crowded at all. No, not at all. <laughs> Definitely not the best con <laughs> in the worst venue ever. <laughs> I was going to say, for, for a convention that pulls in the guest list you know and and just hop on go to rhodeislandcomiccon.com see the guest list they pull in it's yeah. it's it's bar none in my opinion the best guest list on the east coast put it this way you know when like you watch an apocalypse movie and people are living underground and they have all the stands set up in tunnels and you have to like crowd your way through the oh, tunnels yeah. that's basically what rhode island comic-con is and then if you want to make it to the free open air you have to walk through like 28 hours of traffic <laughs> yeah i mean if, if you're you know. claustrophobic all i can say is do not go to this oh, convention um the I layout's am... the layout's terrible but enough about the layout yeah you know they do have they have an amazing amount of vendors it's an awesome con that's the thing it's amazing yeah you know? the guest the guest list is a plus the vendors that come in with you know all of the just the nerd yeah the nerd gear everything you know a bunch of amazingly creative people um with stuff for sale it it's awesome uh the cosplay community they were representing hardcore as yeah. usual mm -hmm. um if you hop on our instagram you'll see brian uploaded a bunch of pictures bunch of really Good really ones. talented people yep. as always and yeah we made our rounds i mean we met we met a bunch of really cool people um we met a bunch of actually like independent authors yeah uh, kind of they're trying to get their names out there um there was keith carrero uh, who writes, um, it's a book series called The Immortality Wars. Uh, I think he was repping a book called The Penitent. Yeah. I think this was actually part two. I think he so, worked with like Jane and whatever. The people yeah, from Yeah, part the one and part two. Yeah, he worked with um, the ghost hunters from The the Conjuring, I think. That's yes. the same guy, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. There was also uh, Deborah Zanelli. And, she was uh, wicked nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Isabella Aurora, mm -hmm. which uh, the teenager's guide to surviving a horror film. Cute little cover. Yeah, um, she definitely, was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a kind of a cool little young adult novel. Um, so that that was pretty cool. Very nice. Um, and moving on from authors, another kind of cool booth we saw. 
check this out. It's called Reckless Deck. And you can go to uh, recklessdeck.com. And what it is, essentially, this guy built a... Imagine like a character builder, but in deck form. And it's all randomized. So there's different cards. So you can actually grab like from the clothing. So Brian, like Brian and I actually did this off the bat. We made characters, unique characters within like, what, two minutes? Something like that, yeah. And it'll be like, all right. I've got trench coat, so my guy's a trench coat. Yep. Then you pick another one. Okay, my guy has a crossbow. Got a gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, so it, you know, you keep picking, and it's actually a character generator all in a deck. He also has an environment generator, and it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Worlds, characters, it, it, yeah, you can definitely create a lot of stuff based off what you draw from the deck, you know? Yeah, yeah, so I, I think it's a pretty cool concept. Again, recklessdeck.com, check it out. Yep. But I mean, there was, again, a bunch of really cool, talented people. All in all, it was a good con. We had to cut it a little bit short, only because Halloween got moved to that day. I had to yeah. get home, go trick-or-treating with my son. Rescheduling Halloween. Which, What's uh, this world coming to? <laughs> <laughs> which was awesome. He was Spider-Man, killing it. It was great. Why didn't you dress him up as Nightwing, dude? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, my son's name's Grayson, so obviously after... Dick Grayson, the Nightwing. <laughs> the, the acrobatic ninja. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got, uh, we're going to talk about this a bit more, but um, our next convention coming up over Thanksgiving weekend is Northeast Comic Con, mm-hmm. which uh, it's a very cool one. This one's back up uh, in Massachusetts. so It's gonna- smaller, but definitely that just means you'll be able to see us more. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's a little bit smaller, but you know what? It's less crowded. You can move around a bit more, yeah. spend a bit more time talking to people. So I won't want to cool. shove 12 year olds out of my way (laughs) (laughs) so we'll we'll you know we'll as we get closer to that we'll talk about it but uh moving on to i mean we'll get some what some video game news to talk about a little bit blizzcon just passed right did (laughs) bunch of announcements good god yeah there was i mean actually i didn't even check up on it what was the uh the uh crowd looking like there I mean, on the most recent news from blizzard yeah i mean based the actual crowd everything they showed it was pretty it seemed pretty upbeat and chipper. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know if they were vetting people before they went in, but I mean, there was a bunch of you know free Hong Kong, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, with and they came out, they came out with a very kind of half-hearted apology at the beginning of BlizzCon. Yeah. Well, we still made tons of money off your asses, but sorry, I guess. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I mean, they they knew what they were doing. They yep. came out, they gave the people what they wanted right off the bat. The oh very beginning God, of BlizzCon, dude. Diablo Four <laughs> announced. Like, uh, yeah, this is Diablo 4, not Diablo Immortal we're talking about here, the mobile game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, you don't have a phone? I have a phone, yeah. I haven't even had the slightest interest in picking up that damn game. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, but, but Diablo 4, now that shit is groundbreaking. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it looks like they're going back to the Di- uh, Di- Diablo 2 roots. Um, and taking some of the stuff that people liked from Diablo 3, kind of meshing it all together. Yep. So it looks like they have, like, the skill trees are kind of back where you can really customize. And uh, I was a huge Diablo 2 player, so fingers crossed, Necromancer, please come back. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited. They also announced uh, Overwatch 2. Yeah, which, again. I mean, I played for a little bit. I didn't get too much into it, but that's big, you know. I'd say almost as big as Diablo as far as, like, blockbuster games now you know yeah yeah i mean as for the newer blizzard games i mean overwatch is definitely one of their money makers yeah uh, and world of warcraft shadowlands another expansion yep 
to the World of Warcraft, which seemingly just will not die. <laughs> no. Uh, it's been going forever, and people are still playing. I know they a lot of people switched over to WoW Classic, and a lot of old players came back to play that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, all in all... I think it was a good, it was a, a much better BlizzCon this year than last year. <laughs> Which is ironic after everything, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> kind of uh, kind of out of necessity. Yeah. They, they, they had to. Hey, they had yeah, no choice. They had no choice, yeah. Speaking of which, we're, we're actually considering with BlizzCon just happening and some of this, I mean, maybe, maybe sometime later this month, we may do a Blizzard-centric episode, so. That'd be if, cool. If that's something that interests you, Randos. Back uh, in let the us, glory days of Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us, let us know. Drop us a line because we could, um. I could talk about Diablo and World of Warcraft for forever. Forever. Oh, yeah, forever. Uh, what else we got before we move on to our fandom focus? Oh, I, um, hold on. I think... Well, we, we can skip over this No, bit. we have a winning fandom fighters for most... Right, right. I won fandom fighters for yeah. the most terrifying video game antagonists. Yep, yep. So Brian won dun, Fandom dun, Fighters, dun, dun, which dun, 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 I need to go back. Dun, 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 I, I mentioned this anyway, but I do want to, we need to start keeping better track, have a running poll or yeah. rally, I should say. Yeah, because not even a rally, Brian, a tally. Brian's coming back. Brian's in the game. Brian's getting it done. Yeah. I don't know why I jumped into third person on that. <laughs> I just, I'm feeling it, you know? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. So, yep, you uh, you got that one, you know, cheating. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> But <laughs> okay, Patriots hater. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean we're gonna have we've got a rocking Phantom Fighters at the end of this episode. So again, yes, if you're listening, sir. please listen all the way through because the end of this one is uh it's gonna be, be it's gonna be electric. Should be good. Should be vibrational. <laughs> <laughs> but without further ado, I mean that pretty much covers the news. Um actually right off the top of my head, I didn't make any notes on this, but did you hear they made a lot more Batman casting? Yeah, With the upcoming Batman um, film. Colin Farrell is Penguin, which is dude. What, what is didn't that? Didn't you learn Marvel learned their lesson by casting him as Bullseye? Why the fuck would you put him as Penguin? Like no, uh, Jonah Hill was such a better choice for Penguin than Colin Farrell. Yeah, know? I I could. I could get on board with Jonah Hill, but and Colin Farrell—he's too—he's too much of a pretty boy. Yeah, to... and then who else did they announce? So, um, it was—it was Colin, yeah, Colin Farrell, and then there was another one announced today, which I'm looking back on real quick. But I mean, dude, they keep—you know—I had hope when they—they they announced Edward Cullen from Twilight. Excuse me, Twilight as Batman. I was like, all right, you know, I could see it. I'll keep my hope alive, blah, blah, blah. And then they canceled Jonah Hill and everybody else, and they put Colin Farrell as Penguin. I'm like, all right, dude. Word right is now is Andy, Andy Circus is in the lead right. for the Alfred Pennyworth. That was it, and I can see that. Definitely, I can see that. Interesting. He's a good actor. He is. I mean, he's a lot more motion um, capture. So would you say that Bruce Wayne would be... Precious to him. Bliss, precious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it could uh, work. I don't know. We'll, yeah, we'll have to see. I guess. <laughs> well, uh, I think without further ado, fandom focus time. Yes, sir. Let's do it. This week's fandom focus is. Bands 
that we would like to see reunite. Oh, yeah. My Chemical Romance. My soul is so black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like Brian just said, a lot of this news, or this really, this fandom focus is stemming from, it was a big a big week or so Yeah. in announcements of bands getting back together. Uh, the two biggest of which, again, My Chemical Romance and Rage Against the Machine. Get it going now! <laughs> Quit uh, it now! I'll admit, um... Dude, I listen to My Chemical Rom- Romance. I'll be a fan for life, you know? Yeah. But I can definitely make fun of them now that I am a 31-year-old man who doesn't wear fishnet black and fucking like, and guy liner. shirt and guy liner, <laughs> you know? But I, goddamn, I loved them back when I was like 17, 16, 15, shit, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, they were they were huge. But Rage Against the Machine is timeless. And with the political climate right now, we can use rage more than ever. Yeah, and it's, you know, a lot of people, when they announced their, they were coming back, people were kind of rolling their eyes like, it's probably just a cash cow, but yeah, that's never been what rage is about. No. Um, they are getting back together. Apparently, they are writing new material, if and they, Zach if, De La Rocha just pretty much came out and said, hey, there is a lot. There's a lot to say right now. I was going to say, if the they're coming back, it's because they have something to say. That's the type of band that Rage Against the Machine is. They're not going to come back and just write some random shit. <laughs> tool. Um, <laughs> but no, they're going to come back and they're going to give us some good material based on the shit that's going on in the world today, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see some Rage again. And, you know, if they come around anywhere around here, I'll probably try to score tickets. Oh, yeah. But I can't even imagine. No. how expensive those tickets are going to be dude no way be rolling stone level prices and then again to my chemical romance obviously Ger- uh, gerard way the lead singer of my chemical romance yep. one of the big reasons that i don't want to say he, they disbanded but he he got into other interests one of which the umbrella academy yeah man his comics are weird but the umbrella academy kind of landed you know it was good so uh yeah he's uh they're currently working on season two of the netflix show I think he's actually announced another season of the graphic novel. We saw the big dude from Umbrella, Umbrella Academy at um, Comic-Con. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. we saw uh, there was a couple couple people from Umbrella Academy at Rhode Island Comic-Con, so that was pretty cool. But yep. yeah, so again, that, that's where this fandom focus is this week. So we're going to talk about bands that we want to see reunite. Yeah. Um, some of these are going to be more realistic than others, but again, mm. this is a wish list. Yeah. Um, do you want to kick it off? Do you want me to kick it off? What do you think? Yeah, I'm looking at yours. Let's kick it off with... Uh your first one. So we each uh, we each pick a couple. I was going to pick this one, but you had it. So I was like, all right, good. So uh, my first, again, this is no particular order, but some of the ones that came to the top of my head, uh, Oasis. Champagne supernova in the sky. <laughs> I love Oasis. Well, Dude, after that- all, you're a wonder wall. <laughs> I said maybe. <laughs> Oh, uh, so many drunk karaoke nights doing that song. It. I love it. So, um, dude, that one album like was my teenage life for I don't know a few years. You know? Yeah. So I mean, this whole band was the Gallagher brothers. You know, Liam and Noel, um, two just hyper, hyper talented. Uh, again, an English rock band. They were formed in Manchester back in '91, and I mean, they just pumped out hits. Yeah. I mean, I think it was What's the Story Morning Glory. I think it came out mid 90s. I believe it was 95. And so many good hits off of that. I think to this day, it's one of the best selling albums of all time. 
they could put up like 22 million copies worldwide damn didn't and their second did they come out with a second album i can't even remember to be honest with you that that was their second album their first album was definitely maybe which okay. was more of a yeah. um an ep but again even that album sold a lot and then they came out with be here now in the late 90s which i mean it sold it sold well i think it sold like eight million copies but yeah not not what be here now did stop crying your heart out that was my song All right, i'm sorry <laughs> what's the story morning glory so um yeah i mean again i mentioned the gallagher brothers uh the problem is they hate yeah each that's other. what i hear is i like, mean it their their hate is legendary arch nemesis dude and it yeah. i i honestly feel like it's one of those situations where um i want to say anger and hatred bred inspiration yeah because sometimes when you're in a band and if everyone's getting along and everything is good and everything's perfect sometimes it's hard to write yeah sometimes you need you need strife you need you need things to fuel you and i think one of the things that fueled them was just their again their siblings they they these guys hate each other dude you see it all the time you get these debut albums from bands and they are fucking gritty they're raw and they are powerful, you know. Then maybe if they're good, you'll get a second album out of them. But when they hit big time, the albums just drop in quality because pain, suffering, depression, drug use, all that stuff feeds into amazing art. Unfortunately, you know, it's terrible. And these days we're getting more people who can do it without all that. But back then, you know, 80s, 90s, that's what it was about, was feeding that pain oh, through Oh, 60s your songs. and 70s, too. Yeah, and 60s and 70s, Especially right. the 70s, because after, after the... 70s are, uh, arguably kicked off that whole rock and roll lifestyle, you know? Yeah, it was all it was all fueled by the late 60s, where drugs became so commonplace, yeah. and then you had all of these bands, I mean, you, the quote-unquote rock stars. Yeah, and so when you're living the high life in a mansion on a you know getting anything you want how do you write a song that speaks to people <laughs> you know what i mean like you got to really tap into that pain well i like to call it and uh just you know you got to keep keep your roots there and feed into it and write some good songs you know yeah so again so oasis i'd love to see them get back together i don't know if it's ever going to happen with mm. the feuds going on and on they did do a few couple side and solo projects I know Liam uh, created BDI, which they actually they weren't bad. They had, they had a couple hits. Yeah. Um, Noel actually formed on uh, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, and yeah, I mean they they're both still. This is one of those perfect cases where, you know, together amazing, apart just. I don't want to say ordinary, but nothing special. Yeah. It was one of those things where they need each other. As much as they hate each other, together they could, they could create this amazing music. So exactly, I'd love, I'd love to see them get back together, see what they could do nowadays. But I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, no, me neither. So Oasis, that's my first pick. Hell yeah! All right, well, I guess that brings me to my first pick. Um, I went with the White Stripes, man. The nice. They boom, weren't really brother and boom, sister, boom, right? Boom, Jack and Meg White. Boom, yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Arguably, I mean, Seven Nation Army was one of the best songs. Mine was Icky Thump. I don't know why, dude. <laughs> that was just it. Who the thunk and you know what I mean? They came, they formed in 1997. They came out of Detroit, Michigan. Um, it consisted of Jack White and Meg White. 
And I'm pretty sure, you know, every so often when they went on tour and shit, they'd bring in other musicians to kind of back them up. But it was them two. That was it. First of all, that was what was different about them. There was two people, guitarist, singer, drummer, and backup vocals. You yeah, know which I mean? is very rare. It's rare. And it's rare that people can make it work. And they did. Um, Seven Nation Army. Again, that was drums and <laughs> a so guitar. You know? It was. And it, I mean, this, this, <clears throat> now cut you off, but this, this, yeah, no, that's, this, um, I'm glad you picked them because I don't know if you noticed. I had like honorable mentions on mine. They were one of my honorable I mentions. I saw that, yeah. Um, I love the White Stripes. I love the rawness of the White Stripes. And Jack White is this band. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. You know, Meg White, it, the thing with Jack White, and I've watched a few documentaries on him, he is a, he's a musical genius. And he likes, he almost likes the battle. He hates He's the antithesis of perfection. Yeah. Like, he, he'll he go up there. Like, he'll prefer, like, if there's a guitar that's just out of tune or it won't, he'll, he'll just want to fight it. He's like a play Beethoven type dude. You know, he's so perfectionist on the music that it's genius. Well, it's, it's but perfection. But he's a really weirdo, too. He's, you know? No, he, he finds musically it's perfection <clears throat> in imperfection. That, that describes his band to a T because, yeah. I mean, Meg White. I'm sorry, Meg White is a terrible drummer. <laughs> I mean, she can, she pretty much does that one drum beat. What? To, yeah. To, what to, Jack White to, could write over that one drum beat is what Jack, really made the Jack band, White yeah. loved it. Yeah. He absolutely loved that. You know, she was completely unschooled, minimalist, and Jack White fell in love with that drum style. And yeah, I mean, it, it worked out perfectly with Jack White being such an eccentric person. Meg White was the complete opposite. Yeah, she was uh, very reserved. Reserved, yeah. And it was, we mentioned, you know, again, it was just that perfect, that perfect mesh, and it, they made amazing music. And I mean, it helped that people were like, oh, dude, did you hear their brother and sister? I heard they each other you know <laughs> yeah there was a bunch of all those weird rumors and yeah. they never they never discredited yeah, anything they, they just kind of did their own they thing. were like the vampire brother and sister that lived next door that you knew nothing about but everyone talked about so they just get more mysterious and mysterious and mysterious they actually had a few albums before they hit the the mainstream scene you know yeah and then uh in 2002 they blew up seven nation army everything just started rolling out and that's when they really picked up momentum yeah and again know? i mentioned jack jack white is just a he loves he loves breathes and lives music um as a musician yeah from a very very young age um however he could get his hands on instruments whether it was you know dumpster diving going to pawn shops and yep. just you know anything Dude, I did he, the same thing when i needed guitars yeah well. any anything he could get his hands on his he got to the point where he literally threw his bed out of his room so he could fit drums and other <laughs> instruments in his room and he would just sleep on the floor it's so, insane yeah yeah i mean again i would love to see more jack white obviously he continued with the rock on tours yeah um but it it, it was it same. was it was overproduced uh, it didn't have the rawness that the white stripes had definitely yeah. and nicole um i don't know if you knew this white stripes is one of her favorite bands oh really she absolutely loves the white yeah. stripes yep but yeah i think it's a good pick yeah no i love i dude i would love to see them come back just maybe one album just put it out they will. It would be great, you know. This is one of the bands I could see on, out of all the bands we're talking about, I yeah. think the White Stripes are up there for probably the most likely. Definitely. Yeah. So speaking of bands that are probably not as likely, mm. 
Um, probably arguably one of the biggest bands on this list that I would love to see get back together. Right. Almost more than anyone. Pink Floyd. Eat your meat. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have any pudding. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I love dude. And I love, still with that. I have yet to see the laser show based on. Pink oh, Floyd's dude, it's amazing. Yeah, I know. I don't know how or why, but I've never gone to see it. So maybe Pink, me and Taylor can go and see it sometime. Name so drop. Taylor. Pink Floyd. <laughs> Pink Floyd formed all the way back in 1965 in London. And I don't have to go too far into Pink Floyd because everyone listening right now, if you yeah. don't know who Pink Floyd is, then get out. I mean, don't. Go, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> go go uh, go take some psychedelic drugs. Sit back. Turn on Dark Side of the Moon. Hit Wait. play. At the exact with, moment, with the, the Wizard lion of Oz roars three on times. The Wizard of Oz VHS. Yeah, the third lion's roar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I used to do that shit all the time back in the day. <laughs> right, but yeah, I mean, just such an amazing band. And I mean, this band was, I mean, it's been essentially is Roger Waters and David Gilmour. Yeah, you had Richard Wright on keys and vocals as well, and then unfortunately the late Sid Barrett. Um, he was the original guitar and lead vocalist, and also Nick Mason on drums. But, you know, this band, uh, if you go back and you look at, uh, go to YouTube, type in Pink Floyd, see Emily play, and you can see where they kind of started out. Almost that very, very early classic, uh, if, you're, if you're going back to that 60s English, uh, like, almost like very, very early, um, I want to say like the Yardbirds. That very yeah, clean, that yep. clean cut, the bowl cut look. Mm -hmm. um, not not really delving into the psychedelic, but once Sid Barrett left, and unfortunately Sid Barrett, he just lost his mind. Yeah, that's literally eventually what killed him. Well, he that's just, what happened when you take mountains of acid. You know. <laughs> yeah, he went he went insane. But yeah. um, Roger Waters is the the brainchild of Pink Floyd. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, he. He, the majority of stuff that you know, Roger Waters, again, being the bassist, lead vocalist, um, he was the captain of this ship. But David Gilmore's guitar playing, my God. Whew. I mean, to this day, the bends that this man can solos, do, and he keeps yeah, it man. just those slow bends. So clean. And, yep. and just nailing it. And, it, and he'll hold it, it and it's just so good. with the psychedelic feel of that song the so tone, well, yeah. The tone yep. that he pioneered and could get <clears throat> out of his guitar. Just so, so goddamn good. So again, we talk about that match made in heaven, Roger Waters, David Gilmore. Yep. And unfortunately, to this day, they just don't get along. They, yeah. they, they no longer want to collaborate. Um, to this day, you can go see Roger Waters. Mm -hmm. You can go see David Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. You cannot see them together. And it's too bad, um, you know, this Again, potentially. Again, what feeds good music, you know? Potentially. You may see them get back together. I'm, I'm not holding out hope. I would love to see it someday because, again, it's just, they're one of the most iconic bands of all time. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm going to pay the money, if I want to go see them play songs, I'm going to go see the Roger Waters yeah, not the David Gilmore. Absolutely, again, but, brainchild. You know, but I can I can see both angles. I know there are some David Gilmore truthists out there too that feel that he brought a lot to the band, and he did. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would love it. I would I would love it if they got back together. Um, before they unfortunately, it's kind of a clock now. Um, because they are getting older, but yeah, I I'd love it. 
Pink Floyd. Dude, I'd absolutely pay for a Pink Floyd reunion, I, but again, like you said, unlikely. Can't even imagine. <laughs> I cannot even imagine what those tickets would cost. Dude, that'd be harder than getting PAX East tickets on a Saturday for Christ I think it sakes. was, again, quick story, but um, I want to say it was around four or five years ago. My dad was a huge Pink Floyd fan. Saw them way back in the day um, at the original Boston Garden when they released Animals mm. and the giant inflatable pig came out on stage. Wow. Um, huh? You know, and... Um, Dude, can you imagine being there? <laughs> yeah, and about four or five years ago, Roger Waters was coming around. I tried getting me and my dad tickets, and it was just... It would have cost me, like, a grand Whew. just for two tickets. Jesus, And it was just... I, I was like, I can't do it. Wow. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> right? That's insane, man. A thousand dollars for two tickets. But I will say, somebody. I don't care what I have to do. I'll I'll sell something. I'll figure something out. If if uh, if these you know Roger Waters, David Gilmore, they get back, they get the full band back together. The OG. I'm oh there. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what do you got, Brian? All right. Well, this is obviously no no doubt on the level of Pink hmm. Floyd. <laughs> uh, well, don't speak. All right, I because I know speak. just what you're saying. Well, I'm just a girl, so <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're talking about No Doubt for my number two. Dude, these guys came on Great the scene. Pick. Yeah, they came on the scene late 80s, but they really didn't blow up till like early, early 90s. And I remember, I think Spiderwebs was one of their first hits. Sorry, I'm not <clears throat> home right now. To Walking be in a yeah, spiderweb. It, it was a three man group, three man, two man, one woman. But I mean, to be upfront, to be frank, Gwen Stefani was this band. Yes. Um, the early 90s, you know, she hit the scene, I, I want to say, before the female-led trend kind of hit the 90s. You know, the Cranberries. Um, Another great band. Yeah, I can't even, off the top of my head, I can't even think of it, but a lot of female-led groups started coming out, but I think No Doubt kind of led the charge on this one. And No Doubt, man. Yeah, No <laughs> Doubt, right? <laughs> and I just remember going to see them live. I think it was a Warp Tour. I can't remember, though, but, dude, the Scott Pits, everything. They threw Scott together. They threw in punk rock. They were amazing to just listen to. You know, they were fun. They were upbeat and Gwen Stefani was the perfectly woman to give you that energy and you could feel it through the music you know so it's I mean? funny um <clears throat> it's funny you had no doubt out in here because they were another contender for me and I I was a huge no doubt fan way back in the day mainly because I was a huge sublime fan yes loved sublime and and her and um, her and Bradley Noel Bradley were Noel. extremely good friends they, they collaborated together all the time they collaborated a shit ton and not a lot of people realize but if you go back and you listen to you can find uh, hop on YouTube type in like uh, Gwen Stefani Bradley Noel or like no doubt and sublime before Tragic Kingdom came out, yeah, no doubt was a straight up like ska punk band. Yeah, ska straight, yeah, mostly ska punk. Yeah, yeah, it's similar to No Doubt, and they were they were much like just high energy, kind of heavy, and yep. it wasn't until Tragic Kingdom that they kind of. I'd arguably, I'd argue that they were the female Sublime in their early days. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that's exactly what they were. Yeah. Um. But you're right. They were both really close, and you can look up on YouTube, see them collabing all the time. The music they put together was just fucking amazing. It was awesome for when you were smoking a little weed with your friends when you were 15 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but 
1995 was when the Tragic Kingdom came out, dude. I didn't even know that. I thought it came out earlier in the 90s. But I mean, it's funny too. You look wow. at a, you look at a band like this, and um, again, we always talk about that con- controversy, angst, um, well, dude, anger, yeah. depression can stem and make create great music because again, she had a relationship with Tony Canal uh, in the band, and they right, were they yeah. were extremely serious, and it ended up breaking off but at the same and time, that that created so many amazing songs but at the same time scott is all about happiness joy having fun you know what i mean well that's so then you get don't speak from no doubt yeah. and it's like whoa you know you could actually feel some pain from no doubt in this song and i just remember that was like the anthem of breakups everywhere for like you know the whole two years that it yeah was i want to i even have to, to look, this day you can listen to the radio i, and hear I that think song. um it, it broke a couple records i think it was 14 weeks or something like that um, number one on the top billboard 16 weeks at number one spot on billboard like that billboard Hot i actually remember that with my brain right? dude two off you are good um that's insane but yeah they came around and then you had real big fish less than jake like dude the ska movement was big after them and they led the charge on so many things you know yeah yeah and sublime sublime as well unfortunately their charge ended a little bit early but. Uh, yeah unfortunately but i mean and uh, uh, sadly you know gwen stefani forgive me she turned into a fucking sellout <laughs> if you ask me you know well, what come I mean? on man bananas it's like fuck off you know i would love to see no doubt reunite but i don't think I don't know. The I problem have a is, feeling Gwen Stefani would not be the Gwen Stefani we knew, and no doubt, you know? no, no. I mean, back then she was, you know, still raw, still, yeah, you know, and and now it's just it. She's dating um, Bush from uh, Gavin from Bush, right? No, they were married. They they got divorced um, years ago. Now oh, she's with okay. uh, Blake right. Shelton, I think. Ugh. All right. <laughs> come yeah, on, so. come on, Brian. Keep up on your celebrity dating life. I know, right? Sorry, Gossip Queen. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, if they reunited, I wouldn't want them to write anything new because I don't think they could really do it. Yeah, go and cover a bunch of their old songs. I'd be all up for it. But uh, it's like you said. I think um, when when artists hit that level of success. It's really hard to go back and capture that same lightning in the bottle. Yeah. Because you, how can you relate? And I mean, you can't, you just can't do it. That's why I hold out. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't sing about fucking bananas either. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Like there's a middle ground here somewhere, guy. (laughs) Bananas. Bananas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She just well, now it sounds weird. like we don't want them to read. Re- I know, forward. right? No, we, no. Don't they, get us wrong, guys. No, I'd doubt like. I would like to see amazing. It. Yeah, and Tragic would, Kingdom to this day is one of the best albums absolutely. ever made. Put no doubt on a stage today to play the full ab- album Tragic Kingdom, and I'll pay top dollar for those tickets. Absolutely. All right, so uh, you cool with no doubt? Moving on. Yes, sir. All right, so I'm going to talk about my. Yeah, so this again, is I know on your end. Yeah, I know we were more so going to do three bands each. I kind of did three and a half. Yeah, if you don't mind. Yep. Uh, because both of these bands they kind of tie in to each other. So I'll start it with uh, Rilo Kylie. 
Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren Are Riley. Are we getting into Star Wars right now? So some <laughs> some of you people listening may not know who Rilo Kylie is. Uh, they are a terrific band. California. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, two of the band members, uh, one of which and probably the face of the band, Jenny Lewis, who oh, is fantastic. Jenny she Lewis. does vocals, keys, guitar, bass. She can do it all. And she was actually, uh, she at very young age, she was an actress in a little-known movie called The Wizard. For any of you video game fans out oh, there, yeah. if you don't know what The Wizard is, the extended ad for Nintendo, get, the- get out! <laughs> you know? <laughs> get out! Get out! <laughs> I mean, to this day, it's it's one of my favorite. I was the perfect age demographic Dude, when that I movie came out. You were the too. Wizard. Yeah, I love California. That movie. <laughs> oh my god, little Jimmy man. Yeah. So again, Jenny Lewis, uh, she was the little redhead girl in that. Yep. And then um, on guitar, you had Blake Sennett, who uh, was a big timer in uh, Salute Your Shorts. He was Pinsky. Yeah, I didn't uh, know that until Rhode Island Comic Con when you told me. Yeah. yeah, he was also in Boy Meets World. Um, so you had you had some people with like acting backgrounds that actually came in to form a band, and right, <clears throat> a terrific band at that. Um, just a great, really, uh, just an indie rock band that I mean, they they came out with. I'm, I don't even know how to describe their sound other than just just go look up Rilo Kylie, hop on Spotify. I mean, check like out indie greatness. I guess or? pretty much, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. just hop into uh, the execution of all things, more adventurous. I mean, those two albums are just so goddamn good. Yeah, I was listening to them over the weekend and can confirm they are amazing. Yeah, I yeah. actually pretty much we on our way to Rhode Island Comic Con. I yep. throwed on some Rilo Kylie. I was like, Brian, check this shit out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're just absolutely terrific. I absolutely love them. Um, I think one of their, I think their last album was called Under the Black Light, which it was good. I didn't think it captured the magic from the earlier things it was in my opinion a little bit overproduced yeah but remain whatever it, it is what it is it but, is what it is but uh i think probably the execution of all things if you're going to check out one album check that out but i would love to see them get back together but i can't talk about rilo kylie without talking about another band i would love to see do anything else maybe even more than rilo kylie and that is the postal service yep um they were probably a little bit more popular than Rilo Kylie was, mainly because it consisted of Ben Gibbard at lead singer, who is also the lead singer of Death Cab for Cutie. Dude, uh, producer. Sorry to interrupt, but Blake Soper was Joey the Rat. Yeah. <laughs> Joey the Rat. He was yeah. the bully in Boy Meets World. Holy shit. All right. Cool. Bye. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's Joey the Rat. Come Joey on. Joey the Rat. So, um, and, and again, not to... Not to cut away from no, uh, I was postal service, you, but yeah. it is funny. Like if you go back and watch, like g- g- just Google or hop on YouTube, Rilo Kylie like music videos, yeah, and just to see like Joey the Rat playing guitar, <laughs> and then the little girl from the Wizard, you know, just up there singing, oh, and it's like you amazing, just laugh. It's like right? this, is, this is terrific, right? Um, but again, postal service, Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie, all the songs produced by Jimmy Tamborello. Uh, who goes by James Figurine, who in his own right has released a bunch of amazing shit. Yeah. And Jenny Lewis from Rilo Kylie doing a lot of the backing vocals. And this band, or I shouldn't, I sh- it was one goddamn album. Mm. That's all they gave <laughs> us. It was essentially a super band that united 
And they came out with their debut album, their only album called Give Up, was released on Sub Pop Records. To this day, it's one of my most favorite albums ever. And this was released all the way back in 2003. And the cool thing about this, this is before, you know, th- there was no, I'm going to drop this in the yeah. on Dropbox or drop it in the cloud. And I'm going to share this, uh, you know, I, I made this drum beat. And then mm-hmm. this, no. So they were all busy with their individual projects to actually write shit. They had to record it. So they would do it. And then they would actually take the DAT files, the data file of the recording, and they would mail it. In the Postal Service, so the U.S. <laughs> Postal Service, so like, you know, James... I see what they did there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, James would essentially, he would he would come up with, or I'm sorry, Jimmy Tamborello, um, he would come up with something, he would mail it to Ben Gibbard, yeah. Ben Gibbard would add to it, add vocals over it, mail it back to Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy would tweak it more, it's, mail it to Jenny Lewis. It's kind of like the Death Stranding of music. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're just running across the country delivering packages, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, And that's how they got their name. They just called themselves Postal Service. That's pretty Service. cool, yeah. And I, like I said, I can confirm that they are freaking amazing. Definitely going to torrent this, I mean, buy this album um, <laughs> to... Because I'm behind the times on this, dude. I knew she had a band. Yeah. And I knew they were good. But it, it always slipped my mind to pick up the album and listen to it, you know? Yeah. And again, I mean, mainly when I'm talking the Postal Service, I mean, it, it really is. It's it's Ben Gibbard's band. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing the majority of the vocals. But, you know, Jenny Lewis does add a ton. And, I mean... I just, uh, I don't know if you can hear that. That's my son screaming upstairs. That was amazing. Must be trying to go to bed. He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing the yeah, heavy metal postal stream. service. <laughs> but yeah, again, Postal Service, if you haven't heard them, check them out. Definitely I would love to see them, them reform. The same goes as Rilo Kylie. Check them out on Spotify. Brian, you have any more bands oh, to talk sure. about? I got one more to talk about. Do it. And I wish we had some copyrights shit on here, man, because I'd be like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Van Halen, the original lineup, because we keep hearing rumors every year about David Lee Roth getting back together with the Van Halens and pumping out some amazing 80s hair metal music, or I wouldn't even say hair metal, but, you know, hair rock, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but if you're yeah, a- the original Van Halen lineup, the lineup from 1974 to 1985 with David Lee Roth and the energy that came from that lineup. Yeah, I mean, holy you, shit. Yeah, you, know? you put, you put, you know, David Lee Roth, Eddie Van Halen on guitar. I mean, it's just... Dude, eruption. It, I mean, ain't, it, it jump. got so much... Jump, uh, you really got me. Ain't talking about love. I'm the one. They have hit after hit off this album. And it's, don't get me wrong, Sammy Hagar, he did a good job. If they could find anyone to replace David Lee Roth, it would be Sammy Hagar. But never in a million years could he ever match up to David Lee Roth. They, yeah. It just can't happen, you know? Yeah, and my my Uncle John, which uh, I'm actually going to talk to him, try to get him to listen to this episode. But <laughs> yeah. He, I, we need to do another episode. We need to get him on here because he is a musical encyclopedia, especially with classic rock. Yeah. And, I mean, I know he was a big Van Halen fan, and I'm trying to think. There was a story of him and my... I think it was him and my dad back in the 80s. And this is when they were they were still relatively... 
um, relatively unknown. Or actually, maybe I think it may have been the seventies, but yeah. in any case, um, they ended up. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was like late seventies or early eighties. They were going to see. I'm trying to remember who the hell it was. I want to say it was like Black Sabbath or Aerosmith or whatever. But before them, they they my, my uncle always jokes it was this little known band <laughs> called Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, right. And he said they came out and they just killed it. Well, like, think about like it. People's jaws were dropping. Like they're like, who the hell is this guy on yeah, guitar? Because dude, they formed in 1974. You did not hear guitar like that in the 70s. Well, he had the pick of destiny. Yeah, he had the pick of destiny. His name like, was Eddie, like Jack Van Black, Halen. like a fucking ninja. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. But yeah, Eddie Van Halen's guitar, you didn't hear that in the late 70s, you know? That was something new. Really, it it became a phenomenon in early 80s. And to this day, Jump is the band's only number one sing- single to date. Really? Sammy Hagar. Um, Sammy or, Hagar sucks, yeah. man. <laughs> I was trying to give him a little credit, you know what I mean? But yeah, to this date, they haven't hit number one. Um David Lee Roth was where it was at, and if I could ever pay to see those guys, original band, on stage again, absolutely I would. No, cool. no doubt about it. Oh, no doubt again. No so doubt. Uh, yeah. I had again uh, some of my picks here. So I had Oasis, Pink Floyd, The Postal Service, and Rilo Kylie. Brian, who do you have? I had The White Stripes, no doubt, and the original Van Halen lineup. Yeah, good picks. I like those. Yeah. So again, all bands we would love to see reunite. If you guys, hey, if you've got bands that we didn't mention, you'd like to see reunite. Let us mention know. it to us. Let, Let us, us know. Because I mean, there's there's a ton of them out there. Yeah, sure are. But that being said, uh, I think you know what time it is, this Brian. Is the time I was looking forward to. Let's <laughs> do it. You know what time it is. Time to fight. Time for me to win again. I mean, random fighters. (laughs) You're going down. Going down. I will admit, if there was ever one you were going to beat me at, besides the first 10 we did, (laughs) this would be it. (laughs) There is no doubt in my mind that I'm going to win this one. Oh, man. So we are doing uh, in in <laughs> keeping with Phantom Folk, the Phantom Focus theme as we always do. Uh, we'll be drafting our perfect band lineup of musicians from beyond the grave. Would have been a good one for Fright Fest, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it would have. It would. I'm still glad we're doing it. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. So I mean, keep in mind we're drafting a band. Yeah. This isn't okay. Draft the most popular dead musicians in every category. You need to you need to consider how are these musicians going to mesh with one another? Could they feasibly you know, could they feasibly make a, a cool band? And I mean there's a bunch of different genres to pull from. There are. I mean, maybe yep. you know, you may want to look at rock, maybe you're looking at blues, jazz, who knows? Maybe you're looking See, at maybe you're looking at hip hop. Forewarning, I'm I'm a rock guy. So I as am I, so focused, it's, you know. We're probably we'll going to be sniping. We're probably going to be sniping each other's picks. Probably, yeah. So, so roll that big D and let's see who gets the first pick. All right, all right. And again, I we're essentially the way we're going to do this too. I just want to mention real quick: we're yep, doing yep. categories. So we're going to do lead singer, lead guitarist, 
rhythm guitarist, drummer, and bass player. Yes, sir. So we're going to be drafting from that pool. So again, you can strategically kind of, you know, if Brian takes his singer off the bat, obviously I can strategically pivot. So yep. without further ado, 10. Oh, son of a bitch. I need this first pick. 16. Oh, yes. Are you taking the 101? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's getting uh, way too excited. I really am. This is the only one, like, I absolutely really wanted, dude. I am, honestly, I, I, this is my favorite artist, favorite lead singer, favorite front man. This is oh, it, dude. God. I'm telling you. Freddie fucking Go. Mercury from Queen. <laughs> I needed him. Oh, yep. He's who I wanted. Who else? Could you really start a band off with the ultimate front man, Freddie Mercury? You know, I, there's nobody else. I can't even joke and say, "Oh, that's a shitty pick." Because <laughs> yeah, he was he was my number one pick. Yep, I, I kind of figured figured he would be, and I'm like, if I don't get that first pick, I'm losing him, and I don't know who I'm. He, I had other choices. Yeah, I it's I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay but, because I do have. I've got a couple other choices I'm perfectly fine pulling from. Yeah, but Freddie Freddie Mercury baby is the uh is the guy to go to. So that's fine cuz now I can uh I can pivot. Yes. I can pivot. I don't have to worry about my singer anymore. So I can kind of take the best of some art. It's subjective though. It the is. best the best yep. is so subjective. But hmm what do I want to lead with? So off the bat I I have to take. I'm a drummer by trade. Yep. So I gotta take my drummer here. I gotta take John Bonham. Of course. Yep. You know John Bon. John Bonham, Moby Dick, Dick <laughs> Moby Dick. Dick. Woo. Um. Who else? <laughs> you know. Dude, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Iconic drummer. drummer. I knew that was another one you were gonna go with. The, you know, I had to accept that. Um. Another guy that just way too untimely. On the death, a lot of these are a lot of, of these course. are like yeah. way too just. The young. thing is, you don't hear a lot about these guys because they're not singers or lead guitarists. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's where, you know, that's where they all kind of. So, from. so since I went second, I get two picks back to back. So I still have one more pick. After that, it'll be back and forth, one and one. So, I still have, I can take my singer, my lead guitarist, my rhythm guitarist, my bass player. So, I've got John Bonham laying down the beats. So, right off the bat, I've got a heavy hitter on drums. Uh, so, I'm definitely going to be going more rock-oriented. Um, and to me, I'm going to... I'm not going to take my singer. I'm not going to take my rhythm guitarist either because I've got quite a few that are just... I think slam dunk picks. Yeah. But lead guitarist, I think there's to me there's there's two or three that are clear cut up there. Uncle Johnny, this one's for you, man. I'm taking Jimi Hendrix. Ooh. I'm disappointed because that was gonna be my first pick. But this is one where I was confident my second pick honestly would Yeah, so you know. So this is this is another one where I have I've got like two more. That I feel like could yeah be considered the, like the one B the one C but yeah it's Jimi Hendrix man yeah, if yeah, I can too. get if I can get Hendrix up there with Bonham back on the drums <laughs> right I feel pretty good about the start That's of my band. That's a good band. mix. I'm curious to see who you're gonna pick as a singer because to tie it all together. But as of right now, that's pretty good, you know. 
so I like it. And it was going to be my first pick again, though. My second pick is bar none up there with Jimi Hendrix. I don't think as recognized, but I'm not going to go there right now. Um, <clears throat> all right, so your lead guitar is Hendrix. Your drums are John Bonham. I got my lead singer, baby, Freddie Mercury. And... Actually, can I change one of my picks? Oh, <laughs> boy. So I'm going to change my drummer to uh, the left arm from the guy of the guy from Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> can I just draft his arm? I don't think you can. No, because dead mu- musicians. Um, well, his arm is dead. An arm is not a musician. I would give you the dead part, though. So, yeah, I think you're going to have to So, stick. I don't get Justin's arm. If you want to give up John Bonham for a deaf left arm. Justin's <laughs> arm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll allow it, you know. <laughs> oh, God. All right. What am I going to do here, man? Let's see. I think I'm... I don't need to do... You're panicking lead. right now. I don't need to do lead guitar Sean because you're Bonham already Jimi Hendrix. So we oh. got bass and rhythm guitar. I'm going with rhythm guitar. Yeah. All right. I'm going with Kurt Cobain yeah. for backup guitar, baby. Because with the let's, lights <laughs> out. <laughs> let's fuck. Let's face it, dude. Kurt Cobain, awesome musician, really hit the grunge scene in the '90s. Oh yeah. But not an amazing guitar player. You know what I mean? He could well, do the power chords, and he could do rhythm guitar well, really well. So you know? I, I should have I should have clarified a little bit too. So rhythm guitarist is also backup vocals because almost every rhythm guitarist was either a lead okay. or backup vocalist. So, so you're also right. getting so you've got you've got Cobain. So you've got that, some of that. All right, that, that makes raspy, me a little happier. You've got yeah. some of that raspy yelling to add in with Freddie Mercury's Dude, highs, with his clean highs. Oh yeah, with Kurt Cobain's with like, raspy yeah. lows. Yep. All right. If you, now that you mentioned that, I'm a lot happier with that pick. His guitar playing is perfect for backup to uh, who I'm gonna pick, but also his vocals will match up. With yeah, Mercury I'll really when I well, when I when know? I put the voting up, I'm actually it's gonna be rhythm guitar slash backing <clears throat> vocals. Yeah. Okay. That's good. All right. So yeah, Cobain will be my backup guitar. So that being said, um, again, Hendrix and Bonham. So I've got. I'm much more in the the heavy hitter kind of experimental like making like a prog rock band over here with just some <laughs> of the <laughs> right um I feel like I need to tone it down a little though because you know Bonham is a heavy hitter goes all out you know Hendrix he can be all over the place yep I need someone to ground my band a little bit yeah and I think I can find that in my rhythm guitarist okay all right so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with John Lennon. Ooh! So I'm gonna take John Lennon. He was on my list. I don't think he was would match up to what I was trying to set up though. So I actually kept him off of that. But that's a yeah. All right, he matches right up so, with Hendrix and you know you've John got him Bonham. Yeah, you've got him on rhythm. So you know I've got if I've got Hendrix, you know, going off doing his crazy solos, you know, Hell Lennon, yeah. Lennon, no problem keeping that in the back, and we know Lennon can add great backing vocals too. Oh yeah, again, a little bit of a mishmash, but I think it's not enough that I, I think my band needed that because I've got I've got like Bonham, Chaos, well, yeah, Hendrix, yeah. Chaos. I needed to bring some. You got to think about the talent too, because when you're talking about Freddie Mercury as a lead singer, he's going to lead that band in the direction you want him to do. Now you're talking about people who can follow that lead, like Cobain. 
he could definitely follow the lead. And yeah, I think, I think John Lennon, Lennon can follow that. Yeah, lead Len- too, Lennon's you know? going to be the ringleader right now. Yeah, he's exactly. going to pull everyone together. <clears throat> yeah. Because so if not, Bonham and Hendrix are just doing drum and guitar <laughs> solos for like an <laughs> yeah, hour, right? which is still fine. I mean, it's I'd fine, be fine with know? that. <laughs> but no, that's a good pick. So John Lennon on backup guitar. All right. All right. So I got bass and lead guitar. All right. I'm going to do bass because I don't. You already picked your lead guitar. Um Cliff Burton oh, from Metallica. Great pick. Yeah. I mean, he's going to add he's going to add a heaviness and a speed to the Cobain's kind of more lead back. Dude, Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton was I mean, he changed. He changed, he changed how the bass was played. Exactly. And I mean, he really changed he established what Metallica was, you know what I mean? Um but he's going to add that mix He's going to keep the pace going with Cobain and Freddie Mercury, and he's going to add that heaviness and the speed. Like I said, he's different, but he can also keep up with both these guys. So Hmm. I like it, you know. All right, so you get your bassist, so you still don't have your lead guitarist. Nope. Or drums. Yeah, so I've got my drummer, my lead guitarist, my rhythm guitarist, all right, so you've already got your singer and your bass player, so it doesn't matter which one I pick at this yeah, point. Yeah, nope. So I'll just um, I'll leave my singer for last. I'm going to go with my bass player here. So I actually get my number one pick. Yeah? Cliff Burton was my number two. Okay. I'm going to take John Entwistle, a.k.a. Thunderfingers <laughs> oh, from boy. The Who. The Who. So speaking about, yeah, speaking of bass players that completely changed up the instrument and the genre, I mean, this guy pioneered. I yeah, mean, bass man. came to the forefront with this yeah. guy. So John Entwistle is going to be slapping See, the bass. I had him on my list. Not at the top, though. I think it's more biased for me, though, because I'm more of a metal guy, heavier guy, and I was waiting on Cliff Burton. Yeah, Cliff Burton's awesome. Yeah, so that's definitely an amazing pick for the band you're setting up, though. Almost as good as the guy from Def Leppard's arm. <laughs> yeah, almost <laughs> as good. Yeah. All right. And uh, unless I can find Victor Wooten and kill him, in which case <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd put him as my pick. But. There you go. <laughs> All right. My uh, next pick is going to be Lee Guitar. Um, there's only one other guy I could really think of off the bat that I would want on lead, and that's Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was my number two pick. I think with Freddie Mercury, dude, what him and Stevie Ray Vaughan could do together. It might sound odd at like first. music-wise? Yeah, like, <laughs> you never know, really, with Freddie Mercury. That dude had game, <laughs> you know? But uh, if you really think about it, what they could do could really fucking be groundbreaking, you know? And I'm more experimenting on my side where it looks like you're keeping with the old on your side, I don't know about your lead singer yet. I'm more experimenting with old Oh, just you wait for my lead singer. I was going to say, so... I think if you really look at my list and think about it, just really see what they could do together, you'll be surprised. So, yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan in my lead. All right, so that's a great pick. So now uh, I can openly talk about some of my other singers I had picked here because yep. obviously you can't take it. You already have yours. Yeah. So Freddie Mercury was my number one pick, but I had some pretty good backups. So some of the ones in contention that I'm probably not going to take uh, and it's tough because I really like some of these, but David Bowie, 
um, a more recent loss, but yeah. I love, 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 I love David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah, but he wasn't on my list. I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, you know, Bowie, you probably, you could have even lumped him into the rhythm guitarist section a yeah. little bit. Yep. But, you know, Bowie's awesome. Um, I even considered Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't even think of him. I'm not going to lie. You know, but. Um, after watching uh, Finding Neverland, I can't. Well, that, I can't bring myself to, to at him dude, anymore. I don't think he's in the same line with your picks yet either. So it would be it would be a huge departure. But he's talented enough. I feel would, like he could yeah. do anything if he was up but there he's dancing. The king and, of pop, you know, and yeah. you're not aiming for pop with this line no. up here. No, <laughs> no. So I'm I'm gonna keep it with. If I'm gonna go classic, I'm gonna keep with rock. Um. And I, I like this as my my singer here. I'm pretty pumped. I'm gonna go with Jim Morrison from the Doors. Yep, I had him as my uh, actually my third. And I'll tell you what, my second was Janis Joplin. I was oh, absolutely gonna jump on Janis. Not Joplin. a Joplin fan, really, dude. I don't know what it was. I love Janis Joplin. Like, oh, it was just so different. Oh, I don't know. Her voice yeah. to me is just like nails on a chalkboard. I don't, I don't know what yeah. it is. That's weird. I know man. some people love her. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, think I'm just my personal. I think uh, with Stevie Ray Vaughan and Joplin, yeah, could I could see that. Definitely do something special. But yeah, Jim Morrison was absolutely on my top three. That's a good one. All right, so you're finished up. Let me pick my last one. Drums. Clive Burr from our Iron Maiden, dude. I yeah. Mean, he could keep up with the speed of Cliff Burton, but also mesh well with Freddie Mercury, I think. So as far as speed and like anthem... Dude, Iron Maiden, you know? I know they're not known for anthem, but that shit was anthem music as far as I'm concerned, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, Clive uh, Clive Burr, definitely for my drummer. Yeah, so the, <laughs> believe it or not, the other, I kind of forgot <clears throat> to mention him, but the other one I had in consideration for my lead singer, but again, it would have been kind of in the Michael Jackson vein. It would have really changed my band dynamic. Yep. Was Elvis Presley. D I had I, I had him in the back of my mind. So, to me, like, if if... If I went the Elvis route, then I probably would have taken like, you know, David Bowie. That could have mixed, on rhythm yep. guitar or like Johnny Cash. Absolutely, yeah, Johnny yeah. Cash was up there for me too mm -hmm. on rhythm guitar. Uh, Bradley Knoll from Sublime yep. was up there for me. Uh, Prince, See, Prince, Prince was an amazing guitarist yes. and an amazing lead singer. When I knew I was picking Freddie Mercury, Johnny Cash kind of left the list because I don't think those two could really mesh well together. To be honest with you, I don't know, man. The the baritone of Cash with the highs of yeah, Freddie. I couldn't see it, but you're right. It could have worked. Weirder things have happened. You know what I mean? So, um, so uh, Elliot Smith as well was one of my picks on rhythm guitar. Uh, lead guitarist, I also had uh, Randy Rhodes, Ooh. the untimely Randy Rhodes, yep. who played with Ozzy. Oh, uh, yeah. Dimebag Daryl. I had Pantera, Dimebag Daryl too, and BB yeah. uh, King. Actually, I had Dimebag Daryl on a rhythm guitar. Really? Believe, it, believe it or not, yeah, I thought that's not fair. You can put them on rhythm. Come I on, know, dude, bag. and I know I'm probably gonna get crucified for it, but I feel like based on my lead guitar picks, he would have worked better as a rhythm guitar to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, go listen to Cemetery Gates and uh, dude, tell me he's I mean, a rhythm guitarist. Don't tell me. I mean, I know he's, he's rolling a lead in his guitarist, absolutely. You know, but. Actually, I will say, though, if Stevie Ray Vaughan's in the van, he yeah, probably would be the rhythm exactly. guitarist. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because I had Dimebag Darrow as a lead guitar. Then I 
thought of Stevie Ray Vaughan. I'm like, ah, I got to knock it around a little so bit. So the drummer know? I thought you were going to take, and he was my second pick, was Keith Moon. Well, Keith he, Moon from The Who, Animal yeah, himself. And I thought about it. And um, and Buddy Rich. Buddy Iron Rich Maiden, was up there for me, too. Iron Maiden amazing. is more up my alley. And I felt, like I said, with Cliff Burton, I think the drum and the bass and the speed those two work at worked well with each other. So you're right. I had I had him, Keith Moon, on the list. But it, uh, yeah, in the end, I picked Cliff. Um, Clive Burr. All right, what do you got? Read off your list. All right, so I got Freddie Mercury leading the band, Stevie Ray Vaughan in the lead guitar, Kurt Cobain as a backup, Cliff Burton as the bassist, and Clive Burr as our drummer. I've got John Bonham on drums, Jimi Hendrix on lead guitar. I've got John Lennon on rhythm guitar and backing vocals, John Entwistle slapping the bass, slapping the bass, and Jim Morrison himself on vocals. This is going to be a close one, Brian. Hell yeah, no man. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Either way, those are two fucking amazing lists, man. Yeah, I like it. I hell like yeah. it. Well, we had a lot to pull from. Thankfully, with all these stupid fucking rock stars dying way too early. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously. But that being said, good episode. I like that one. It was, it was different. different, you know, yep. which is good. Change it up. A lot of different fandoms. Never Change know what we're going to do never here. Know. Nope. Keep it at random. Coming out of the shadows like a fucking ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Karate chop. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be back next week with Check another fandom. Out. Check us out. Check us out. Fandom at random.com. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Tell your friends. Later. We love you all, randos. Peace.